0: Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast Thank you for joining us and listening along Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford We hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today And what he is doing in your life Our theme for Christmas this year is good news and great joy for all people We hope you enjoy journeying with us through this season For more information about Christmas at Telford Minster And the events you can come to Head to telfordminster.org.uk forward slash Christmas Isaiah chapter 9 two verses 7, so if you follow along, otherwise listen to my sweet voice. The people walking in darkness have seen great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation, increased their joy. They, they rejoice before you, as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke a burdens them the bar across their shoulders the rod of their oppressor every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning will be fuel for the fire first to us sorry for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace of the greatness of this of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on david's throne And over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. And from this time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
1: Well, good uh, evening, everybody. I wonder, I start with a question for you all. Who has put their Christmas decorations up yet? I, I feel quite sad that that's not more lively about that, about decorations gone. I know you got a tree yesterday, didn't you? Uh, we. Um put our decorations up last weekend, I'll be honest, it wasn't even December. Uh, <laughs> but I, I say that every year, I love that time of decorating the house, just spending time over it. And the next few weekends, that wasn't going to happen. So it had to be last weekend. But I I love Christmas. I've loved it since I've been a little girl. I walked down the aisle to fit the music from a Christmas film in the middle of August, I'll have you know. That is how how... how keen I am for Christmas. When I was little, the moment that marked Christmas for me was there was this road called Leonard Road, and my grandparents, when we'd go on a Wednesday afternoon, would take us round, and it was filled with lights. It was like walking through a Christmas film set, and it was just incredible and beautiful. And I love that the Christmas season is so full of light. I love how when you walk through the town centre, the Christmas tree up and the lights are about. And there's kind of this like buzz about the place. I love that when I walk through Lawley, I think as soon as Halloween finished for people in Lawley, the Christmas decorations went up the next day. So I think they might have been up since maybe the 5th of November but they 're there, and it 's beautiful, and it brings joy in the darkness i 'm sure for so many of you who work in an office don 't actually see the light of day at the moment. You get up in the dark and then you go to wherever you 've got to go and you come back in the dark as well and i 'll admit it gets harder and harder to get up in the morning at the moment. but these lights that we see they add that little bit of extra joy in a season that is actually quite dark. The custom goes back to when Christmas trees were decorated with candles, which symbolised Christ being the light of the world. Yes, this um, custom was kind of stolen from a pagan tradition, yet it still has that meaning to us of light of Christ. And in the book we are using to help the speakers and leaders um, through this season, is, as Matt said earlier, it's called Good News, Great Joy for All People by Laura Cave. And she describes Christmas like this. Christmas is a light bulb switched on. It's good news of great joy for all people. Just as the angels declared when they appeared to the shepherds on the night of Jesus' birth, right around the time Starbucks breaks out the red holiday cups, a much more inconspicuous tradition called Advent quietly unfolds in churches all around the world. And I think that's absolutely a beautiful description of how the secular and the Christian world combine and kind of bust into each other over Christmas. One weekend, you're walking around the shops, and you you might have spotted a celebrations Christmas box one weekend, but the next weekend, it's like in a slap in the face of Christmas has arrived, the lights, the music, and you're fed up of hearing jingle all the way come the second week of December. We focus on this consumer aspect of Christmas, but yet there's another side of Christmas and one that so many forget, and that's that quiet, or loudly, I think maybe in our case, unfolding of Advent that comes as we prepare and we remember that Christ came and dwelt among us and was born into the earth. But I am so thankful for the hope that these lights offer us because these lights to me symbolise an openness of community because people are already willing to celebrate Christmas. They're already willing and open that I'm celebrating it and there's, a little, there's little bits where people, some people want to tell their children about why it is that they're celebrating it. It's not all about Santa, but it's also about this little baby Jesus. I think that these lights are a beginning of great hope for us as Christians to share the good news to others. But Christmas, yes, one that we know that is full of hope. It's also one of the most stressful times of the year as we try to make it perfect. The most debt-filled time of year as we buy all these gifts and gadgets that mm, we don't really need. And it's the most sorrowful time of the year for some people. As it's the first time they're without a loved one or they're just lost and they're lonely and depressed. And in this place where there's all this joy and thing around them and they just feel the darkness. But it's also a time when so many people are open to the gospel. For those reasons, for more, or just because we're celebrating this thing and they don't really know why we're doing it. And they're so much more open. They're open to the real hope, that the hope that we have in Jesus. And I'm excited that we can share this. Our reading today is one that's quite well known. It's one of those ones that it comes out at Christmas and we all read it and we think, oh, what's going on here? But it's a poetic prophecy and it's found in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. And it's a prophecy of what will happen when the Messiah comes. But it's kind of like Isaiah Isaiah knows it's already going to happen. And we can very easily skip over the first bit and only focus on the Jesus bit, the Messiah bit, the wonderful counsellor, Prince of Peace bits. Or we can just focus on that and there will be a great light, woo, but kind of forget about what's really going on for those people that Isaiah is talking about and to. If we don't get into what Isaiah is saying here, we don't get the full meaning of the significance of this beautiful poem. So firstly, I want us to think about the prophet Isaiah had been delivering them this message on God's behalf. But it was first of a warning to the people about judgment of God due to the Israelites' rebellion and the bad treatment of the poor. And that's kind of what the beginning of the book of Isaiah is all about. These people that, these Israelites that have just treated people really, really badly. And they've rebelled against the promises of the covenant that they had to God. And they're in just this mess. And Isaiah's warning the people that God will send nations to conquer Israel. And this will be like a purifying fire that gets rid of all the worthless in Israel in order to create a new Jerusalem which is populated by those who repented and turned back to God. And this book repeats that narrative of people doing things wrong and being awful and the elements of hope and light that Isaiah brings within them. Right before our reading today, Isaiah describes a lot of gloom. Isaiah has warned Judah about the coming invasion from Assyria and that this invasion will be terrible for the Jewish people, especially those in the promised land. And then we read, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Now this light was probably more like a flash. The dawn sound like it appeared slowly at sunrise. It was more like the people were in the darkness and boom, there was a great light and it illuminated them. We also read in chapter two of this light as Isaiah encourages the people to walk in the light of the Lord. And then in chapter five as well in this book, it says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil and put darkness for light and the light for darkness. He's saying that people see evil things as good and what is good as evil. They are treating the poor terribly. Their leadership is corrupt. They have rebelled against the promises of God, and yet we're still seeing a way forward. They're still seeing that the only way is to treat the bad as good, and as good as evil. These people had got it all so wrong, And what makes me sad is that we're still in that place of getting it all wrong, too. We only have to look to the world and we see you turn on the news, and people are treating what is good as bad and bad as good. We've just got it all so confused. We've chosen to see these things in the world. we put money on a pedestal, putting our self-worth in the way we look. I literally sat on a train the other day to London for two and a half hours, heard a group of women talk about themselves and their bodies and how awful they looked, forgetting just how special each and every one of them are. But they seem to do this as like a competition to who could be talk about themselves the worst. Do do you know what I'm doing? Girls, women, I think men probably might know this too, but do you get what I mean? They talk about it as if it's a great thing to talk badly of oneself. Like it's a competition. We do it with the same with money. We go on about it. We we rave about how much money we have and how much we're spending. We talk about the things that we're addicted to, like it's a great thing sometimes as well, but we also hide it. But we look in our social media and it's all about power, sex and money. That is what we see. We've made these things good. We've made them sound like lights. And this passage is reminding us that although we are made to walk in the light, we as humanity are walking in the darkness. And we're not really walking either. We're kind of fumbling around and falling over and getting it all wrong and tripping over stuff. And then we're getting lost and we're getting caught up because in the darkness, it's not just things that are there, but there's people too that capture us and hold us. There's anxiety, there's depression, these things, they grasp us and we get stuck in kind of this sorrowful place. Darkness isn't just this place to get lost in. It's just a heavy, horrible place that we see people stuck in and we see them walking around. Somebody described to me Telford as a place where people looked like they were dying because they all looked so sad as they were walking around. That they looked so downcast. This was just a person that had done, come to here for work for one day and couldn't quite grasp why she felt uh, that I was so excited to come here. But then she said to me later, actually, I totally get it because they need Jesus, don't they? These people need Jesus more than ever. So I ask you, friends, what do you do when you walk into a dark room? What do you do? You turn on the lights. Many of us here walk in that light and the light of Christ. And we can give people this hope of the light of Christ at Christmas. We don't have to hold on to that bulb. We can pass it on and give it to people and show them the light and the way to turn it on. And this passage then goes on to tell us more of this great hope. This more of this great hope that we can share to those around us this Christmas. The the people that are open and ready to hear about the gospel that are willing to be invited because everybody loves to feel a little bit christmasy and sing a carol at christmas time. It says that the ministry of the Messiah would bring great joy and gladness to Israel, a wonderful and complete, joyous and victorious as Gideon's victory over the Midianites. This is the same kind of victory the Messiah will enjoy and give. The battle will be finished through the Messiah. The Messiah has complete victory over all the enemies. That's what this passage is telling us. It will, but what we know is that he has. We know that the victory has been won. Yes, we're in this preparation series, but we know that Jesus is here, that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells among us, that we have the good news of hope and we have to share that around because Jesus is the Messiah and came to bring us the hope and life and peace. And we already have that and walk in that. When Isaiah says, for to us a child is born and to us a son is given, he is saying that that child is given to you. You can have it freely and completely. It's given to you. The child isn't given in some general way, nor is the child given for some and not for others. But this child is a son of God and it is yours. You can look upon his face and know it's true and hope and help has come to you. Isaiah wrote this, and this is cool, this is really cool, about 700 years before the first incredible Christmas, before the day that Jesus was born into the world, but he wrote it then as if it had already happened. The light wasn't just coming, it had come. The darkness wasn't going to be dispelled, it was dispelled. So whatever God has promised you, it is good and done. The light has come to dispel your darkness, and his peace isn't coming just it's come. It's come. Your hope isn't on its way. It's here. So why do we hold on to it and not willing to be unashamedly, unafraid to share the gospel with every single living person that we interact with? The light comes to you as his holy child, as he bears such wonderful names that tell you who he is for you. Isaiah says his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He is the counselor because he speaks his word to you. And when he speaks, the promises are real and really for you. You. The darkness won't stand before the eternal light of God. Yes, there is darkness in our lives. I can't stand here and pretend that there isn't. But God will lead you out of it. He is the mighty God who can and will deliver you. He is the everlasting Father who loves you and everlasting love and can trust you can trust him to comfort you and dry your tears as you sit in that dark place. But he can c- carry you out. He is the Prince of Peace. And this peace is between you and God so that you can share that he is with you in dark times. You may not see him, but he sees you. We teach our children at Christmas about this character of Santa that can see if you've been naughty or nice. And we have elf on the shelf and all those things that I actually quite hate. That these children were telling me this week about that elf on the shelf and how it's done all these naughty things and that Santa can tell if they've been good or bad. And that just made me so sad because these kids were actually filled with fear about this, that they were scared for the things that they were going to do. But what's incredible is we can teach them about a God that loves them and knows when they feel scared and sad. And we got the, the treat and the pleasure to tell so many kids about that this week. that actually got to dispel this fear that they might have about they've been a bit naughty and that they might not get something from Santa. But we get to tell them of the light and love and of their forgiveness that Jesus has come and loves them. He is the Prince of Peace. You can be sure that he is with you and that he will scatter the darkness and break the gloom because Isaiah says, and he says this towards the end, that the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. He is so zealous that he does whatever's necessary to bring you out of the darkness, to give you hope in your grief, addiction, despair, fear, and anxiety. His persist- persistence to bring you out of the darkness and into the light would even take him to the cross so that we could ha- be free from pain. He suffered your depression, your sadness, your loneliness. He took into his body the darkness of guilt and regret and fear and th- that threatens to overwhelm you. And the darkness of the crucifixion extinguishes the light of Christ. But it was for one moment, and by the enduring darkness of of it will lead you out of it, for what the, what the Lord took on for you so that you could be free. Isaiah wrote this over 700 years before Jesus was born into the world. But he knew that everyone was going to be free and have the light of Christ and the opportunity to share that and be free themselves. Isn't that cool? <laughs> In the darkness of midday and in the darkness of the tomb, he did what he he was born to do to save you from darkness of sin, from death and despair or whatever else wraps you up in the black shroud. In the darkness of ancient Israel, Isaiah as a messenger of God spoke of the coming of a holy child which brought light and hope. In the darkness, the angels as messengers of God proclaim the fulfilment of God's promises of the Saviour lying in a manger, no crib for a bed. And in the darkness of Christmas Day, what can we do as those that know the light and this hope? What can we do? Well, we can go and tell others about it. We can invite them to hear about this great hope. We have ordered 5,000 flyers to tell people to invite them to learn about this great hope. And I do not want one sat in my house by the end of Christmas. I do not want one flyer left because everybody has heard an invitation about the good news and great joy that we have to offer people this Christmas. You are all sat here and I'm fairly sure that most of you here know and live in the light of Christ. Let's have the more imagination, the conviction and the hope and walk in step with Christ to just unashamedly share that gospel with people to not be afraid that we look weird because we walk in step in the light of Christ. We have the hope dwelling inside us, the hope that was prophesied far way before Jesus was born. But we know it happened and he's here and he's living with us and he can free those people that walk with sadness in their eyes and free them from fear. I literally, Harry and I, walked through the town centre on Monday evening and I went to the library to go and get some more lateral flow tests and I found Harry praying for a lady who was homeless in the town centre who had come to speak to him. There is people walking around us right next to us who need the light of hope to be shared with them. We can invite them and neighbours. They may have their big posh houses and look like they've got it all together, but I promise you there's people who haven't and they need to know the light and love as Christ as much as anyone else and even those people who've got it all together or appear to have it all together to share the light and love of Christ. So friends, I encourage you to take the gifted, wonderful opportunity of Christmas. When people are desperate to feel a little bit Christmassy, and church seems to do that for them, to sing a carol, to kind of get cosy with their family and learn about Jesus in the midst of singing their favourite carol. Invite your family, your friends, your neighbours, someone who's maybe just questioned and asked, why are you a Christian and maybe thinks it's a bit weird. Come and bring them along and show them just how weird but how wonderful it is to know the love and light of Christ as well. Share with your neighbours who maybe have heard your dulcet tones of you singing worship music so they can hear what that was all about. So that the light we see on those houses in where we live, isn't just artificial human, made, man-made light, but actually when we walk in dark places, it just feels full of light because so many people know Jesus. That is my want this Christmas, this season, is that we just share it so we can walk down the streets and we see people, because everybody is full of the love of Christ. That it isn't just this man-made consumer Christian, Christmas thing, sorry. But people know Jesus and it's just full of the love and light of Christ. So, I want to pray for you all that you feel encouraged and strengthened In to share this gospel, you've got two weeks till our carol service, to share it with as many people as possible, to invite them along to that service. You've got three weeks before Christmas to get them along to Christmas Eve. And it would be amazing if we didn't just have to put on one service. We have plans for how we're going to put on more than one service if the people turn up. And I pray that actually we've got to think again because so many people turn up to hear the gospel of Jesus. So if you want to be prayed for, maybe you want to put your hand out, your arm in the air, stand up. I don't know, however you want to receive this, however you want to be encouraged and empowered, but I want to pray and then I want to wait and see what Jesus is going to say. So Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you bring hope in the darkness. That your hope shows us the light of Christ. And that, he, that you can bring us out of those dark places, out of those difficult places. And it is just like a light being switched on. And I pray for everybody and for me, for all of us in this church building. That we will be unashamedly afraid to invite those that we know to church this Christmas. To hear the good news of the gospel. That we would have encounters with people that we never thought we would. To have the opportunity to share your love and the light and the hope that you offer. Lord empower us to do your best your work here on earth to be your hands and feet and take this incredible opportunity of Christmas to invite those people along. To Holy Spirit, will you come and fill and empower us this Christmas season or this Advent season.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope this time blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this. And to find out more about Telfer Minster, follow us at Telfer Minster on Instagram and Facebook or go to telferminster.org.uk.